0: Welcome to Unity of Fairfax, a positive path for spiritual living and spiritual center for education, practice, and service in Northern Virginia. We hope you find inspiration in this week's message.
1: I was invited by Ron and the group today community to um, share in this wonderful Easter service so that's what we're doing this morning we're sharing the message and we're sharing what it is that we're all here celebrating and uh, some of you may kind of smile and say well Reverend Sandy I think we all know why we're here Um, and I would say to you do you yeah I'm serious do you we're going to talk a little bit this morning, both Ron and myself, and of course, as you know, those of you at Fairfax, you got to watch me because I have a tendency to kind of go on. But I'm a great believer in it's over when it's over, you know, and we all know when we're complete. Well, I won't say all of us because sometimes I do have a problem with completion, But let's talk about completion here as we move into this time of crucifixion and resurrection. And they go together, my friends. They are one follows the other. Okay? And they don't just happen once on Easter Sunday. And some of you know this, and others this may be new news And it may be somewhat clarifying to those of you, all of us, myself included, that do experience crucifixion and resurrection regularly. And I have noticed, especially in these times that we live in right now, these very challenging times, that they happen more frequently And I'm not sure if that happening has to do with either the speeding up of time or I have come to realize that crucifixion and resurrection do go almost hand in hand, if not hand in hand. Um, It's very important to clearly understand that, I think, because if one does, then one can see the signs as they are coming at you. And some of those signs are with eyes that suddenly become wide open. And that is part of our learning. That is part of, shall we say, our resurrection of understanding. So what I'm going to ask you to do this morning is I'm going to extend an invitation to each and to all of you um, to understand and accept the embodiment of the Christ in you. Now, that is our second principle in unity. And many of us have a hard time getting our head and our hearts around that. But the Christ is embodied, is in you, in each of you. That is what we teach in unity. And it is that embodiment that is up to us to demonstrate in this world. How do you demonstrate the Christ in you, the divinity within That is individualized as we are an individual expression of the Christ within. But the invitation from me to you this day of Easter, this Alleluia, this Easter consciousness, is a simple one. Can you accept and do you accept the embodiment of the Christ, the divinity that is in you? And are you willing to reflect on how you are called to demonstrate that in our world? How does that show up for you? Will you be, as the term goes, reborn today? Will you be living a resurrection today, tomorrow, after possibly going through a crucifixion? Easter is when we in Christianity and other traditions celebrate The resurrection of Jesus. And you know the story. I read to you part of that story where the stones in front of the tomb were rolled away. What are the stones? Metaphysically, sometimes we believe that the stones are obstacles and they have been rolled away. And the resurrection comes when we understand that those stones are rolled away because we are our story of resurrection. We have rolled the stones away. We have said, as the Bible expression phrase scripture goes, get thee behind me. I will make the crooked way straight. That is the Christ in you. That is your Easter consciousness saying, I rise, I rise. I'd like to read a little something to you From Walter Starkey. I don't read from Walter Starkey very often. Uh, Walter Starkey is a friend, or was a friend, he's no longer with us, of uh, Joel Goldsmith. And Walter, in 1998, said the following Your whole life and mine has been preparing us for this very moment in time. And that can be said about everyone on earth. All that has transpired in our lives has brought us both individually and collectively to this evolutionary Easter. He goes on to say, we have been given the tools to work with. So by understanding what Easter symbolizes, each of us can release our own sense of personal inadequacy and move joyously into this new dimension. And that's something that I wanted to bring to you. Easter is something that we have celebrated in our culture and other cultures, both materially as well as spiritually. And I'm speaking to you today about a material um, demonstration, if you will, of a spiritual of a spiritual Easter. And that spiritual demonstration comes with the understanding that when we see with the eyes of God, when we see from our divinity to our world and into our world and into ourselves, we are in an Easter consciousness. And What I bring to you from Walter Starkey is, he wrote this in 1998, and he said, we were right on the cusp of this moment in time, this Easter in 1998, and his words sound so very familiar for Easter 2021. We have had an extraordinary year and change, have we not? We will have this year to contemplate. To decide whether or not we will in fact rise from whatever has happened to us, through us and in us in this time of um, crucifixion and resurrection. And so I say to you, it's interesting that this happens over and over again. And it happens to us individually. It is, as Ron said in the meditation, it is our story. It is our story, yours and mine. And Jesus is the way shower of the demonstration of how we move in and through crucifixion and resurrection with grace, with the understanding that the divinity of God is within each and all of us. And so let me just say this to you. I ask you a couple of questions. Are you ready for your resurrection? Do you believe you're having a resurrection? Do you rise from the difficulties and the challenges that may be in your life? And are you ready to see with the eyes of God? Do you remember when I read to you about Mary? And she didn't see Jesus at first. She saw the gardener, who she thought was the gardener. And then as soon as she heard the calling of the master, Mary, she saw She understood with the eyes of the heart. And she moved immediately, without reservation, without clarification, forward to tell the disciples what she had seen. And that, my friends, is Easter consciousness. Are you seeing in everyday life, and this is what I call bringing it on home, do you see with the eyes of God? And here's what I mean by that. When you meet someone and they appear to you to be a tad brittle on the outside, they're harrumping. They're not quite with the program. They just not. don't seem to be rather nice today. Or they could be flat-out rude. How do you receive that? Do you receive it just as I expressed it? How rude. Or do you receive it with a demonstration of the Christ in you. And that demonstration might be, how are you? Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Or please, could we just try it another way? In other words, there's a softness that comes from you and your divinity that can meet the challenge of someone who is demonstrating the appearance of of not being happy, but being possibly in fear. The question is not about them. The observation is not about them. It's about you in the moment. Are you in your Easter consciousness? Are you receiving the divinity in them? And are you expressing the divinity in you? See, my friends, you've heard this expression before. We are not here to set it right. We are here to see it right. And many of us hear that. We can repeat that lickety split. But do you live it? Is it part of your Easter consciousness? And do recall, I said Easter happens all the time. We choose this time to place significance on it. Whether you place significance on it is part of your story your easter consciousness so my questions then become what is your great demonstration the great demonstration was as eric butterworth one of my all-time favorites said the great demonstration was jesus in his time of great demonstration and i can basically I'm, i thought that i would have this here we are Marked, And I do. Actually, I have it marked in several colors, so I'm sure that I'll find it, right? As I have. This is the keynote of the great demonstration of Easter. You are divine. Okay, folks, that's it. That's it in a nutshell. You are divine. The question then becomes, do you accept that? And how do you express that? And this is the part I like about Butterworth. No matter what you have thought of yourself, no matter what you have done in your life or with your life, no matter how limited your experience has seemed to be, you are divine. Like the prodigal son, you may have been living off in the far country. You may have come to know want in the form of obstacles, handicaps, or inharmonious experience. You must wake up. You must realize the depth of your own divine potential. With God, all things are possible. And I would like to close this up with a gosh, it's a true story. And it happened to me yesterday. And while it may seem rather mundane, I assure you, that every one of us that were involved in this little um, drive-through experience, we were all seeing each other and the situation, as maybe you have experienced. So here's how it goes. In a um, will-not-be-named drive-through restaurant that I went to yesterday. I was in the lane, and I ordered what I ordered, and then proceeded to just kind of float away. Actually, what I was doing was writing this talk in my head. And at the same time, I was giving the cherry blossoms on the trees in the driveway there, oh, great credit for the fact that they were withstanding the winds and being with us. And so I wasn't paying attention when it was time for me to move forward in the line. I moved forward in the line, as did the person feeding Um, what I thought would be in back of me. They came up to the front of the car and for some reason the cherry blossoms must have gotten to me. I turned to the gentleman and waved him ahead and he turned to me and tipped his hat. Yes, I said tipped his hat. I haven't seen that done since my dad was with us. We move forward in the line of said drive-in and I'm still kind of wandering around getting ready to make payment and the A person at the window said to me, the man ahead of you paid for your order. And I just went a little crazy. I was so delighted. Now, some of you may have had this happen to you, but here's the deal. I started flipping my lights on my car to say thank you to the fellow in front of me. He's waving like this, and the fellow in the window at said drive-through is laughing and saying, Wow, I haven't seen that happen in a very long time. Why did I tell you that story? Because it's still on my mind. I think it's seeing through the eyes of God. And I am delighted to tell it to you to have been a part of it. And so were the other people in the story. So my friends, I bless you this day. I ask you the simple question as I leave you in prayer. Are you living your life? Are you seeing through the eyes of God? Alleluia. Amen.
0: apart from Easter Sunday, that's not a word very often sung here in unity, though it has deep metaphysical significance. I remember growing up a Roman Catholic, there was an Alleluia verse sung in every Mass, every Sunday, year-round, except during the Lenten season. And it was there as a reminder that this Easter story of passing over was not just a remembrance of moments or characters in biblical history, the Israelites' journey from slavery to freedom, and Jesus' journey from the cross to the grave to resurrection and to new life, but as a reminder that this Easter story is our story and is always unfolding within and through us. Unity co-founder Charles Fillmore explained Easter metaphysically as the awakening and raising to spiritual consciousness of our I Am or Christ nature, the truth of us, regardless of appearances. He understood resurrection, suggesting that there had been a falling short of that divine standard and the necessity of being restored and revived. And he spoke of hallelujah metaphysically as a whole of humankind's spiritual nature lifted up in knowing that of God within, or our I am or Christ nature, and in thanksgiving, not just for that knowing, but for our allowing God to be God in, through, and as us. That knowing, that allowing, is transformative. It raised Jesus from the dead, and it raises us to new life and to new vision. Fillmore explained that every time we rise to the realization of eternal indwelling life, making union with God-mind, the resurrection of Jesus takes place within us, and we become an inhabitant here and now of a new heaven and a new earth. This Easter or Passover process of life, death, and resurrection and new life is an inside-out job, first in consciousness, and then as the quality of our thoughts, feelings, and beliefs are raised up more and more in alignment with our God nature, our outer lives become more and more an out-picturing, a mirroring of that resurrection consciousness. In her book, In Search of Belief, Sister Joan Chittister writes, The real lesson of resurrection may be its strangest, strongest one. When Jesus died, hope died. The apostles grieved the death of Jesus. The public was scandalized. The synagogue said good riddance to a troublemaker. The entire enterprise collapsed. But in the end, out of apparent failure came new life, stronger than it had ever been before. And so too for us. When one phase of life ends, a new one arises if we do not spend too much time grieving the one before, if we allow new grace to flow through us, if we accept the fact of the, that the third day, that moment of ultimate incidence, is an ordinary moment of time turned Christic, turned salvific, turned new. Resurrection strikes failure to the core. We look to Jesus as a model for how to resurrect from our own crucifixion experiences, In the Passion Week narrative, Jesus was never separated from God, and although he surrendered his physical body, he emerged from the experience as the embodiment of Christ's consciousness. In our own struggles, we go through some semblance of these steps, but neither are we ever separate from God, although the process we are in might mirror the anguish that Jesus went through. In other words, we can reframe these crucifixion experiences of life as opportunities to go beyond our self-imposed boundaries, opportunities calling for the highest and best within us to shine as never before, calling us to be an Easter people, finding our way out of the tomb of our limited consciousness and embodying that deeper truth, Christ in you, the hope of glory. The Easter story is a reminder that no matter what seems to happen to us, it does not have to be the final word. We can look beyond appearances and recognize that there is a divine plan unfolding. Our task is to hold on to that vision until our life bears witness to truth that liberates us and sets us free. When we realize that the Christ is not a person, but that part of God in all of us, we become fully aware that Jesus, the man, is not coming back. The Christ presence is within us and returns when we allow it to be the activity of our awareness. When we do, we live with that awareness. That which is within us is greater than that which is within the world. Friends, the entire universe is asking that we be our true selves. To do so, we must go within to that which is real, indestructible, has never been born, and can never die. One of the most important questions we can ask ourselves is What am I? The answer determines our self concept, which influences the boundaries of our personal growth and development. There is but one presence, and that presence is within you. When our attention is on it, It begins to express as our life, our real life. And when that is our self-concept, we will be able to say, as Jesus did, when you see me, you see the presence that sent me, and you will experience Easter every day of your life. Unity minister Eric Butterworth wrote, I have a feeling that there is something in the Easter story that says to each one of us, I want to live in you. I don't want you to just talk about it. I don't want you to sit back and sing songs about it and listen to the story and go your own way and say, ho-hum, another Easter. Let's go out and see the people on Fifth Avenue. I want to live in you. I want to raise you from death to life. I want to help you find the way from defeat to victory. I want to be a process in you from sickness to health, from failure to victory to success. I want to live in you. So this Easter or resurrection experience is not limited to one day a year. In the words of Thich Nhat Hanh, awakening is always arriving. And so with that awareness, let's close with an affirmation of this Easter consciousness that is always arriving. And I invite you to close your eyes, unless you're driving, to drop into your heart and to make these words your own. I am a spiritual being engaged in the spiritual experience. As such, my individual spirit is resurrected when I use faith and forgiveness to dissolve negative energies and attitudes that have been slowing me on my spiritual path. I am the light and the kingdom of God is within. Recognizing this, I dissolve thoughts and consciousness that would deny my worthiness for personal resurrection. I am a whole and perfect expression of infinite spirit, here in human form to create, choice by choice, the new dimension of consciousness that Jesus demonstrated through his Easter manifestation. And that is as it is for me, so it is for the world. I affirm that the energy of resurrection is lifting all people to new dimensions of love, appreciating deeply the true unity of all life. Every ending is a beginning. Something new and wonderful is seeking to be resurrected in me, and I rest in that grateful state of allowing God to be God in, through, and as me. We are an Easter people. And our song is Alleluia. Be the resurrection, friends. That's your homework. Be the resurrection. Thank you for tuning into Unity of Fairfax podcast. You're welcome to join us live in Oakton, Virginia, every Sunday at 9 and 11 a.m. Or view our live stream services from our website at unityoffairfax.org we appreciate our donations to support this podcast to make our message of positive practical spirituality more accessible to all see you next time